the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Streaming now now. at KDOW.biz and Radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black. Financial money, investing, and more. And off my winners and losers segment for today to my TV producers. I do that at 9.15 every morning. It was not lost on me that yesterday was December 7th, a day that will live in infamy. Pearl Harbor. Um, man, the world's just its still a divided world, is it not? Um, let's talk about what we're seeing out there. The big stories of the day, we are down again, but we're so close to record highs. I would use the term spitting distance. That may be too much slang for you. That may be too, how shall we say, childish. But we're just a skosh, which is like a pinch of salt, just a skosh of salt from all-time highs. That it's probably not even worth talking about. I know you go, no, no, we must talk about it. We must, we must, we must increase our, well, I can't say that. Um, jars of gravy. Yesterday I said, I love jars. I love gravy. And one of my listeners sent me an Amazon link with all the types of gravy you can order and they'll deliver it to you. I know you're saying that's really odd, but yes, what I'm trying to get at is I appreciate the listeners who listen. Thank you. Stocks are falling today as coronavirus cases surge. It is alarming how many people have died, how many people are getting diagnosed daily, how hospitalization utilization is at full capacity in many areas of the United States in intensive care wards. And you juxtapose that with people who don't believe it's happening, and you're like, whoa. There was a study that came out not that long ago, I want to say about two or three months ago, that millennials don't believe the Holocaust happened because they weren't alive when it happened. And it's not something that's taught in a friendly manner in schools. 
So I feel we're living in weird times where you could talk to an ER doctor, an ICU doctor, an ICU nurse, and you're like, they're gonna, these guys are going to face post-traumatic stress. They've been working their butts off since March. And there's some people who are like, it's all made up. At, no, I don't think so. <laughs> so um, is the testing better? Yeah, the testing's better. Are we living uh, through it? Yes, we're living through it a little bit better. But it's shocking what Thanksgiving will have done to the United States at a time when we're supposed to be getting together and loving our family. We're spreading disease. That's killing some of the elderly in the United States. Largely elderly. Uh, although yesterday in Great Britain, where people have bad teeth and food tastes like it's boiled. 90-year-old woman got a, a vaccination yesterday. First in the world, in theory, outside of a study. But doesn't really matter, right? So we're playing this weird game of how many cases do we have right now? How many deaths, hospital utilization on one side of the teeter totter? On the other side, we have the vaccination. The FDA came out and said uh, early indications are that we are going to grant emergency use authorization to the COVID-19 vaccine made by Pfizer. Calling the shot highly effective with no safety issues. Turns out that the Trump administration made a bit of a mistake. Pfizer came to them during the summer and said, hey, if you want to give us extra money, we'll make sure you get more doses for the United States. And the Trump administration said, no, thank you. We're betting on six companies, and you're just one of those six. Um, but Pfizer's the first to roll. Tesla's going to raise up to $5 billion in a share offering its second in three months. That's alarming if you're a shareholder. But it's also smart if you're the company. Issuing paper that has a value of $5 billion in stock price or go into the bank and say, hey, can you give us real money? They're saying, no, no, we'll just issue paper. Bob Dylan is selling his entire catalog for $300 million. Apple has announced AirPods Max over-the-ear headphones for $549, available right before Christmas, December 15. That was kind of a silent announcement. No, no. Apple's product lineup this year was pretty interesting. I think the most interesting thing to come out of it, it's, it's not going to be the AirPods Max. They're not wireless. Well, they are wireless, but they're not buds that go in your ear. Um, that, that's a cute product. I think their best product of the year is going to be not the watch that added EKG and blood oxygen levels into the sensor. That's, that's good. I mean, blood oxygen levels are a sign that you have problems in your, your lungs and problems in your lungs kill you see covid so yeah every morning i take my apple watch and i check my blood oxygen levels and it doesn't make me feel that much better but it's kind of feature of where we're going with sensors there's a commercial right now for diabetics where they have this pack that i don't know i'm guessing it gets glued onto you and instead of pricking your your finger for blood results on diabetes you just have this this thing that's it looks like it's three inches by three inches it's not small maybe four inches by four inches and it's just like it's it's you, you know, throw it on your arm or something and i'm like that's got to be uncomfortable at night but it's we're moving in the direction of you don't have to prick your finger with a needle every day i like it something tells me companies can make a lot of money Zoom became an action verb this year amid the global pandemic, a shutdown economy, millions of out of work, social distancing. 
Yahoo has called them the company of the year, and it's tough to argue with that one. I'll be interested to see who the company of the year is next year and how they ultimately ended up holding up. Boeing's backlog is shrinking once again. Some customers have canceled more 737 MAX planes, even as they got approval to get the planes back in the air. Airlines are cleaning up and dusting off their 737 MAXs that have been grounded for 20 months. And ultimately, they, it's not the planes aren't safe that they're canceling. There may be some of that. But it's because there's no demand to fly worldwide right now. Boeing logged more cancellations than orders for its 737 MAX plane last month, just as carriers are preparing to return. Brazilian carrier Gol, G-O-L, is going to be the first airline to fly the MAX commercially again. Virgin Australia uh, canceled some planes. 88 MAXs. Now, they still have a massive backlog, 4,240 planes. But last month, it was 4,275. And these aren't cheap. So they delivered seven aircraft during the month, bringing its deliveries in the first 11 months of the year to 118 compared with 345 in the first 11 months of 2019. So they, too, are having a multi-faced problem. Number one, their planes crashed and had to get recertified. And number two, global demand's down because of the pandemic. Elsewhere in the world of the news, I'm going to hit McDonald's a little later in the show because I wanted to hit it in the first hour, but I didn't. It got a downgrade. It's had a great year. It's not a stock like Zoom or Beyond Meat or Apple or Tesla that forever marches higher. They sell McNuggets for for heaven's sake. It's an interesting downgrade, and I I think it's appropriate. It shouldn't be at all-time highs all the time. We had a good year. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Elon Musk's and his little company, Tesla, his EV maker, as I like to say it, it's now worth more than $600 billion. A lot of people are concerned the valuation doesn't match up with how much money the company is making. But the question is, are they going to get into heating and air conditioning? Are they going to get into more autonomous? Uber has just given up on autonomous self-driving cars and sold the technology. So now it's a Google and Tesla battle royale as far as big tech companies go, competing against the GMs and the Volkswagens who might have to license the technology from Uber and Google. We'll see. I do like the self-driving improvements they've done in the last five, ten years. 
um, whether it's just automatic like distance maintained behind another vehicle to some of the self-stopping. The letting the Tesla drive you through turns and curvy interstates is a little nerve-wracking at times, but it's effective. Energy was the weakest sector yesterday. Communication services and utilities both rallied. Gold gained. Um, Gold is kind of at an interesting area right now. I'm looking at it, but I'm not going to talk about it. Apple is testing some chips that will rival Intel CPU chips, and that is fascinating. Apple came out today and said, we've got some new headphones that, to me, are not as fascinating as that semiconductor story of taking on Intel. Stitch Fix beat on revenue, raised guidance, and also posted a surprise profit. Not only did they do that in their recent quarter, but they also got an executive from Amazon to be their next CFO. That's a pretty good quarter. When you can smash earnings and get a good CFO, I'll say, damn, you fine. (laughs) Am I allowed to say that without being culturally inappropriate? UPS has put some of its largest retail partners, cutting them off, including Nike and Gap saying that it's going to strictly enforce shipping limits this holiday season. On Cyber Monday, the FedEx competitor notified drivers to stop picking up packages at L.L. Bean, Macy's, and Newegg. I can't figure out the angle there. Unfortunately, you can't really get your holiday packages any quicker. Um, I, I don't get it. Pfizer and AstraZeneca are not just content with saving lives. Both companies are waiting for U.S. authorization. Pfizer has just granted approval for the COVID-19 vaccine in India. Pfizer was also recently granted in the U.K. and Bahrain. India's prime minister expects their vaccines to be ready in the next couple of weeks with a vaccine program coming after a nod from the experts. Vaccine makers could ramp up production in India. It's one of the largest manufacturing hubs in the world. Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the news. He's a big man. That's all I'm going to say. He is a big man. He reported, um, Forbes reported on him, saying that his Termina tequila is set to sell greater than 300,000 cases of tequila. I don't quite get Tesla selling tequila. Dwayne The Rock Johnson selling tequila. George Clooney is selling tequila. Should I sell tequila? It's almost double the cases Clooney was selling when he exited his tequila brand and sold it out. So how do you keep up with demand? It's a good problem to have. Dwayne... The Rock Johnson's problems are good problems to have. He's super big and large, muscle of a man, so he can't fit into tiny cars, and he's selling too much tequila that he can't make it fast enough. Bob Dylan sold his entire catalog to Universal Music. It's estimated to be between 200 and 300 million, maybe north of it. Um... It's pretty interesting that music catalogs still have relevancy. 
when they were almost left for dead because of Napster back in the late 90s, early 2000s, where we all just felt it was our God-given right to steal music. And it's not. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. All sorts of EV vehicles coming up, popping up all around the world. There's a new one out of England called Lunaz. Think Lunar with a Z. Lunaz. Uh, They've converted 50 vintage Range Rovers dating back from 1970 to 1994 to electric drivetrains. That's cool. You get a classic old-looking vehicle with zero-emission classic motoring in 21st century condition. So there's some people who are figuring it out a little bit better. I do think the Tesla sedans are kind of, for lack of a better word, not that great-looking. Earnings today after they close the market from GameStop. That's going to be an interesting one because they've started a digital partnership so you can download games from them, but they still really are a physical retail location that doesn't have enough PlayStation 5s or Xboxes to go around. On Thursday, we're going to get an interesting... Well, Wednesday, we're going to get Adobe, who I think is a great company. Kind of one of the big tech companies that's not quite a big tech company as far as investments go. But we're also going to get Campbell's Soup on Wednesday. Campbell's Soup is an interesting one because they did really, really well during the pandemic. And I can't see them doing quite as well in 2021, except for right now we're locking down yet again. So we're stocking up on stuff like soup. And one of my plays after college, when I was cooking dinner for the ladies in my life, was to use Campbell's Soup as like, stuff to cook stuff in I don't for lack of a better word not marinate it but based in kind of I haven't bought camel soup in 20 years wow it's funny how you date yourself you do a little chicken and a little french onion soup it's not too shabby I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more find me online at newfocusfinancial.com that's newfocusfinancial.com sinking Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I saw someone post a question the other day on the idea of an inheritance. It's one of the things that I need to come back to and talk about on occasion. I like talking stock market. I like talking individual stocks. I'm a bit of a stock jockey when I sit in the air chair. I think you guys know that. Um, I've got four older brothers and a younger sister. Think about that family. My mom kicked out five boys and then one daughter eight years after me, also known as the mistake. We kid my sister. We love her, but we kid. Um, my mom's about to pass. 
she got complications of COVID. She's uh, on morphine. It's not good. Will she linger a day or a hundred days? Her mother lived a long time as a vegetable. And I'm not talking about broccoli or spinach. I'm talking about in a vegetative state. She lived over two years to the point that the muscles in her feet collapsed. It was one of the sickest, grossest images I ever saw as a child was my grandmother who had basically laid in a bed for so long that she got bed sores and the muscles collapsed in her feet. That's crazy. So I don't know how long my mom's going to live or last or linger. I could tell you that out of all my brothers and sisters, I'm probably the financially most successful. So I don't care about an inheritance. I knew 15 years ago, 20 years ago, to ask my mom for her frying pan from when she was a child. When she was still 64, 65, I said, Mom, can I have your frying pan? You're not cooking for anyone anymore. It's a black cast iron skillet. It's awesome. I use it almost every day. Um, so that's like 80 years old because she had it when she was she was making dinner for her mother, her grandmother, my grandmother, I guess, uh, her mother. Her mother worked at a parachute factory during the war. And her and her sister were three and five years old, and they had to cook dinner for their mother. Whoa. Right? So I've got an interesting situation coming up where there's going to be an inheritance. And I can tell you one of my brothers is an a-hole. And he's been positioning himself to get more of the money that will be distributed. And it's not going to be that much. But there will be conversations like, you never visited her. Well, I couldn't have COVID, right? Uh, there'll be conversations like that. Um, what will eventually kill my mother? Age, time, kidney failure, cancer, heart attack. Something will eventually take her down due to the complications with the COVID. Um, and there's going to be an issue where we, we – I don't want to say we fight about it. My brother David, he's a federal judge, um, smart guy. He'll be very, very fair. I'm good with money. I'll be very, very wise. And then there's that one brother who's going to want a payday. When we sold our house, he, he wanted to move into it. But we sold our house four years ago, three years ago, to help fund her uh, nursing home. And he was bitter that he didn't get that house for free. So... My mom has put in her will something along the lines of when I die, everything gets sold and divided six ways. I like that. Um, it's not going to be a lot of money. I'm guessing six ways, it'll be about maybe $60,000, $70,000 each. It'll be nice, but it's not a lot of money. Um, and as you can tell, she's starting to get to that point where her assets are questionable for lasting if she lives another three, four, five, six years. Because a nursing home is not cheap. It's $100,000 a year. Think about that today. Look at your spouse. Look at your loved one. Um, best thing my dad ever did was he worked basically till the day he died. He didn't linger with a lot of health costs. 
He didn't have to be put into a home. He didn't have to have a private nurse. My mom has a private nurse administering morphine. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It ain't cheap. So she set it up so that it goes evenly to everyone when she dies. Some people don't. Some people set it up for like the kid that visited them. I think that's a horrible thing to do to your children is to play favorites in the last few years. I'm going to have a complicated estate trust, estate plan and slash trust. Right now I've got three properties, four properties maybe. Which ones do the kids get? Which ones get sold for cash? Which ones do I want to sell so I can get a nicer place in retirement on the beach or something like that? As I'm cruising towards 60, there's going to be some questions on what do I do financially? I need to be very clear. I need to be very fair. For instance, with me, my kids aren't rocket scientists. They're really lovely, wonderful human beings, but they're not going to be working for NASA unless they get a late spurt of education that I don't know if it exists in California at this point in time. Um, so I'm going to have an interesting situation on the sense that it'll be a pretty good amount of money depending on when I die, that I leave my children. Probably enough for them to live off of with a very low-paying job. But as long as they're happy, that would make me happy. So I'll be able to set them up with easily forty to $80,000 a year of income till the day they die. So that'll be a subsidy for them not working at NASA. If they want to stay in the Bay Area, they could. If they want to be a veterinarian, they could. If they want to be a school teacher, they can. That's important to me. My legacy with you is important to me. When it's time to leave radio, I'll leave. I won't fight when there's someone smarter, faster, cheaper. They're in. I get it. That's how the industry works. But one thing I won't do is pit my children against each other. It's probably the only parenting lesson I'll ever talk about on air is I don't like it when they fight with each other because in the end, all you're going to have is your brother. My brother David said that to me when I was turning into a teenager. He says, don't screw your brothers over for a girl. Don't screw your brothers over for a high school friend because you're not going to know your high school friends in 20 years. You know how many high school friends I know 20 years later? None. He was right. I do wish one of the regrets I have in my life is that some of my college friends I still know. But I'll be honest with you, I'm a little bit of a lone wolf. I'm a little bit of an odd bird. I don't really like people. I'm kind of miserable in that, on that level. I don't find value in friendships as other people do. I don't find happiness in friendships. Um, probably because my dad was an alcoholic and he didn't teach us that. He taught us how to survive his bad parenting. He didn't really teach us the value of networking with other human beings. I find it interesting that one of my big regrets is I didn't network well. And I knew it at the time because I had a friend who was in a fraternity. And I said, what did you do this summer? He goes, ah, I went to look for jobs in California. And I stayed with all my frat brothers from USC and, and from, at Stanford. I'm like, so they put you up for free? Not only did they put me up for free, dude, they gave me like re referrals. And I'm like, oh, I should have been in a fraternity. Everything I've gotten, I've gotten on my own. But in hindsight, I wish I would have done a 
like a service fraternity in college. I don't have to do a pledging thing. I don't have to do dances with sorority girls. I don't have to make it my social life. I wish I would have done something more business oriented. I didn't. I was a lone wolf. As I said earlier in the show, I was more into getting like cans of soup and cooking dinner for girlfriends and finding love and importance that way versus with my buddies. I wish I would have networked more. But anyway, one thing I won't do is rip my, my children apart. So in my trust that I have working, they're going to get a big chunk of change when they turn 25. I have not put a stipulation that they have to finish college because I don't necessarily believe in the U.S. college situation, uh, uh, U.S. college scenario anymore. I think it's important to have a college degree. I don't know if the value is as much there as it was for me or my parents. Um, I'm not saying no to it, but I'm thinking it through carefully. So when they turn 25, they're going to get a big chunk, chunk of change. When they turn 35, they're going to get a big chunk of change. And they'll always have some income to subsidize their, their jobs. That's the way I'm approaching it. You're going to approach it totally different, and I understand that. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life or pursue happiness or anything like that. I'm not going to tell you how not to get COVID by going to the beach and getting in sunshine because that's not what I do. It's not what I do well. But there's a lot of families that get destroyed when mom or dad dies. I see it all too regularly because I'm on the side of the emails that you're sending me questions like, hey, I've been take- I quit my job and I took care of my mom for the last six years and she just died. Shouldn't I get compensated for that? And, and my brother, not if it wasn't in the will, you're screwed. A little too late to be negotiating that after the fact. But I get it. Um, something to think about, okay? Especially this year where people are dying off like flies. On a pretty regular basis with COVID, we've become numb to 280,000 deaths. That's a crime of the century. It's a lot of people in America. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com or Financial. Go with you, I'll go with you, I'll go with you. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Just a skosh of some of the business news out there today. AT&T CEO John Stanky. If I had a last name like Stanky, I might change it. But he was speaking at a conference today, and he said HBO Max has reached 12.6 million subscribers. Uh, They've taken a different approach, and yesterday they caught a lot of poop for it. A lot of angry, angry actors and directors saying, what do you mean you're going to release our movies to HBO Max the same day they're released in movie theaters? Actors are suddenly going to get a lot less money if a film is slated to earn a billion and only possibly can hit 400 million. 
kind of a food chain ecology out there when the movie is sold to the movie theaters for two months and then it's sold to pay-per-view and then it's sold to the HBOs and the showtimes of the world. And then it showed like it, there's, there's a whole ecosystem there that the studio said, we're making the decision on this. Every single movie that's coming out in 2021 is going straight to HBO max as well as movie theaters. If they're open, we'll, we'll serve those customers. No problem. But AT&T had to readjust post-pandemic. Second quarter of 2021, we should have enough vaccinations going that we're not hitting record death totals. We're not hitting record hospitalization totals. Unless COVID-2022 arrives. COVID-22. No! But HBO Max has 12.6 million activated users, up from 8.6 million in September. That's a nice job. Um, their show, The Undoing, with Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman, who every time I look at, I see collagen and needles being poked into her face. It's a weird thing that I go through, but it is what it is. So Time Warner is really having a difficult problem justifying this. Disney Plus in November blew through expectations with 73.7 million subscribers. But HBO Max wants to get to 50 million. They're at 12.6 million. The way they're going to do it is by releasing big movies on that platform. But Hollywood was shocked yesterday. <laughs> if you've ever seen Saturday Night Live, the segment called The Californians, it is so perfectly California. That I kind of imagine all the directors and actors yesterday were doing the, like, what, what are you doing? Kind of uh, in the beach. Uh, how shall we say? Speak. So director Christopher Nolan, he's made movies exclusively for Warner Brothers for nearly 20 years. He wasn't happy that he wasn't consulted. He's made some big movies. The movie they made this summer or last year for this summer was Tenet. And Tenet had a March relationship with Fortnite. They were showing the, 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 the theatrical clip in the video game. It was poised to be a big blockbuster, and then movie theater shut down. So he said, why didn't they send us a memo? Why did we have to find out about it in the news? And I might agree with that. Stanky has reorganized Warner Media over the past two years, refocused the company around streaming video. He said, while live news and sports won't initially be part of HBO Max, the decision could change when HBO Max subscribers roughly equal the number of traditional pay TV households. They have talked about coming out with a commercial version of HBO Max so that it'll show commercials. To me, it's the most aggressive play. They've got the movies that I want to watch. Netflix movies kind of stink. I know you're saying, oh, but Bird Box was so good. No, it wasn't. Oh, but yeah, they're not that great. The TV shows are a little bit better, in my opinion. The documentaries are awesome. But so far, Netflix and Amazon Prime have kind of steered away from really big box office budgets. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I think Hollywood's going to lose a little bit of money. 
I think directors will make a little less. I think actors will make a little less as all the platforms, whether it be Disney Plus, who they said earlier this year, we're just going to make content and we're going to figure out if it goes on ABC or ESPN or in the movie theaters or on our app. We don't know. We're just going to have the content be great content. Disney Plus, I don't know if I would pay for it. I got that free year thing because you buy a phone. But other than that, it's <laughs> that makes any sense. Oh, joy, joy, right? Boeing has seen some airlines getting ready to fly, but they've also seen some more cancellations. That's worthy of watching. I saw Venture Capitals talking about, let's leave the Bay Area and let's go to Miami. And the mayor of Miami is like, come on to Florida. We welcome you. And the venture capitalist said, yeah, but we need you to change some some laws to help us. The mayor said, we got nice beaches, we got low taxes and low crime, which does make it a, a, an ecosystem which would be attractive to move to. But they're going to have to change some tax laws on the venture capital side of the fence to get big money to throw down startups there. Just throwing it out there. We'll see how it plays out. But again, do I think Silicon Valley will be the hub of tech innovation 10 years from now, 20 years from now? I don't. Uh, I think it will morph into something else. I think New York started taking that crown from them. But COVID kind of hit in a funky way. So it'll be interesting to see where we land out of all this. Nike stock is near an all-time high. I own shares of Nike. Thought I'd end it that way. Seems like a nice way to end. Huge opportunities going forward. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com or robblackshow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.